This life is yours. Are you living the one that you want? My mission is to inspire and encourage you to live a bodacious life by creating a resonance of body, mind, and soul for the freedom-loving, deep soul-thinking, and truth-seeker, where we discuss enlightening topics in a down-to-earth and easy-to-approach manner. Nothing is off-limits, especially the taboo. I will take you from a gentle whisper to a roar. I'm Caitlin Kuhn, and you are Becoming a Lion. Hello there. So I don't know why I always want to sing. I think it's, I get in front of this microphone and all of a sudden I'm like, hello. And I just (laughs) don't know what it is. Sorry, friends. I know I'm not a singer. Believe me, I know. Today we have a cool topic. I think they're all pretty cool, but this one I think is really cool. When someone does something that you don't like and you tell them you don't like it and they tell you that you actually do like it and it's wrong for you to tell them that you don't like it and they want to change your experience and how you feel, that is gaslighting. It doesn't just happen in relationships. It happens all over the place. There are a lot of people that want to control your every emotion. We've seen this a lot in the media over the last two years. There's a really great, oh my gosh, I just watched this. There is a really great video on YouTube called the Because I Said So Report. I highly recommend watching it. It's a two and a half minute video and it's a really funny satirical take on the media. You'll be dying. It's and it's it's sad funny because it's true funny, you know? But people do it too. There are a lot of people that want to control your every emotion in every situation. And it's usually because of fear. They fear their own lack or They fear your power. It's an exhausting way to live. And I can say that it's an exhausting way to live because I have lived that way. I can say that from experience. I've definitely been that way in the past in other relationships where I wanted to control their every move, their every emotion, all of the things. I wanted to control everything because I was so afraid because I knew it wasn't right, you know, if we're getting down to the truth of it. Yeah. I mean, I've done it in other, in other areas of life too, with jobs. I've tried to manipulate the situation and control it because I was afraid of what could happen or afraid of other people's power over me. But luckily, The universe always has me growing, growing and going. (laughs) Yep. So in the last two weeks, the reason I'm talking about this today, in the last two weeks, I've had two separate occasions, two separate folks try to gaslight and manipulate my feelings and behavior in random situations that don't even matter. And I'm just like, why are they doing this? And so I, I had to like, really think about what was going on. And I had to look at my own life. Because remember, 
the things we notice, the things we judge about others are the things we dislike in ourselves. (laughs) I know that's a really, really tough one to swallow, but I've been trying to work on that. And so I've been looking at these two situations and it just really bothers me because I'm like, I'm not manipulative. I'm not a gaslighter. Yeah. Okay, honey. (laughs) I have to tap myself on the shoulder and be like, there, there, dear. It's okay. Yeah. I've definitely been that way. And I probably will be that way one day again. You know, it just, sometimes fear comes out. It just happens. So we have to be gentle with ourselves, right? But I noticed in both situations, one thing I can be proud of is my response. Sometimes the best response is no response. Sometimes the courageous thing to do is to do nothing. You guys know I'm down for a battle. If it's for the good, I am down for a battle for the good. But when it comes to people's pettiness, it's not worth your brain power or your energy. And I think that's what, um, you know, turning the other cheek meant or was meant in the Bible. I used to hate that saying. Oh, in church growing up, when people would say, turn the other cheek, oh, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I was like, no, I'm going to stand up. I'm always going to stand up. (laughs) And I did. And the odd thing about that is that I've always dreaded being in trouble. Yet I'd go out of my way to voice my opinion, stand up for others, and then I'd get in trouble. But as I gain more wisdom, I realize that when people behave that way, you'll most likely not be able to reach them with words. They, they can't hear what you're saying. They're not listening. They're, they're so caught up in their own fear that they just, they, they're not listening to what you say. But my dog is over there eating her paws. Ella. I don't know why she always wait. She waits until I get on the podcast to do it because she knows that I'm like engaged. And she's like, now I can bite my paws. (laughs) Such a freak show. Anyways, where were we? So. Oh, yeah. Okay. You won't be able to reach people. You can't. You can't, people cannot hear. And even when I was doing it, if anybody had said something to me, I, there's no way I was going to listen to anything because I was trying so hard. I was focusing so hard on trying to control the situation that there was absolutely nothing anyone could say for me to stop and think. So what do we do in those situations? Nothing. You leave the situation and teach people through your behavior. I'm convinced that that is the absolute only way. Don't engage and just leave the situation. Having the knowledge to know what gaslighting is and to know that it's wrong is one thing. Having the wisdom 
to know when to fight that battle is another. And that is the topic that I want to focus on. Knowledge and wisdom. And they are two different things. If your partner is gaslighting you, we got problems. And that is a battle to fight. And oftentimes a battle to leave. But with random people, it's not worth your energy. I love the paradox of knowledge and wisdom. Dennis Prager talks about it a lot, and he says it best in this quote. Without wisdom, all the good intentions in the world amount to nothing. Intending to do good without having wisdom is like intending to fly an airplane with no knowledge of airplanes or the laws of aerodynamics. Good intentions without wisdom lead to either nothing or to actual evil. Think about that. It is so true. Think about what happened in 2020 with all of these good intentions of keeping people safe when really we killed people. People became so lonely. Their suicide was at an all-time high, depression, heartbreak. Oh my goodness. But it was all with good intentions, but it had no there was no wisdom in it. It led to actual evil. To stub your toe and hop around and feel the hurt is one thing, right? But to be mad about it for hours is another. Pain and suffering are different things, just like knowledge and wisdom. Knowing you felt pain is one thing, lacking the wisdom to not dwell on it is another. A lack of wisdom creates suffering. It's that simple. Ella, goodness. I swear, every time, every time. She like, she's like, because she knows that I'm not watching her. And so that's when she dives into her feet. <laughs> what a little brat. I'm sorry. I keep getting distracted. And then I'm like, well, okay, where was I going with that thought? So I've been listening to a lot of uh, Susie Orman. She is a spitfire and she is so knowledgeable about money. I just listened to one of her old financial freedom classes and in it, and I highly recommend it, there is a wealth of knowledge in it. Um, it's available on the Hay House uh, app and I think it's three or four hours I, I think I listened to it in a couple of days of my driving around. But anyways, it's fabulous. Even though it's old, it's all pertinent and it's all really good information. Things that you wouldn't think about, especially if you are a millennial like me, because nobody taught you any of this stuff because nobody talks about money anymore because money is evil, right? Which isn't true. Don't think that. I don't think that. But that's what we're taught to believe. So nobody talks about money. Anyways, in this class, she asked this question, how do you deceive yourself? And it's not just a question about money. It's all encompassing. How do you deceive yourself? Do you do things that you don't want to do because others expect it? Or do you not do the things that you really want because you're afraid? 
but you give yourself all good reasons of why you aren't doing them? Do you deceive yourself by telling yourself that you're not good enough, that you don't know how, or that you won't be successful, or you might not be successful? Does might not, couldn't, like, do those things stop you from doing something? We all have ways that we are deceiving ourselves. And the knowledge of knowing what those ways are is one thing. And having the wisdom to do something about it is another. Sometimes the wise thing to do is something. And sometimes the wise thing to do is nothing. And like we spoke about a few episodes ago, we are doomed to make choices. I love that. Oh my goodness, this dog. Oh, now she's coming to say hello. Yeah, hi. What's up? She's like, uh, I choose to go drink water now on the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> she is such a turd today. Are you done? Do you hear this? This is this is my life. <laughs> Ella. She was literally taking a nap for like two hours before I recorded this podcast. Oh my gosh. Anybody want a dog? And I'm just kidding. She's like the love of my life. Aside from Brian. Uh, so we're doomed to make choices, right? Mm. Paul Check. Do you guys listen to Paul Check? What is his podcast called? Living 4D? Living 4D with Paul Check, I think. He has an awesome podcast, and he's a super cool guy. His episodes are really, really long, though. So sometimes I can't listen to them because they just are too long, but he's really got some great content. He said, I listened to him the other day, and he said that wisdom is not a collection of knowledge, but rather wisdom is a collection of experiences. I absolutely loved that. Notice how he doesn't say good or bad experiences. He just says experiences. And don't let fear of failure keep you from having an experience. You can't possibly know what will happen. I heard another great thing on a podcast and I feel awful. I, I listen to so many things. It's hard to keep it all straight. So I listened to this analogy, but I cannot remember who said it. So whoever you are, I'm sorry, I can't remember you, but this is a great analogy. So you're out hiking, right? When you're hiking, are you focused on where you're going to end up? Are you focused on every single step? Are you scared to take each step? Are you worried that it might not be sure-footed or wibble-wobbly or, you know, no, you're not worried about any of it. You just follow the path and keep stepping and stepping and stepping. And then when a rock is wiggly, you step on it and you navigate and you just keep going and you're not thinking like, oh, now I'm going to move left. Now I'm going to move right. You just naturally move and you just keep going and you have complete confidence in your footing. Imagine if you lived life that way and you quit 
stressing out about the top and what's at the top and what's around the next bend or should you make this decision or that decision or what if you just lived and just took the steps that felt good and let your body guide you? What if you just let your heart and soul guide you? That is the difference between knowledge and wisdom. I hope that you are seeking both. Have a wonderful day. Ella says hi. Now, now that we're done, she's laying back down to take another nap. So that was just specifically for you folks. <laughs> Until next time. For the freedom-loving, deep soul-thinking, and truth-seeker, where we dive into politics, God, health, and all things taboo. Nothing is off-limits, and the whole point is to expand our mind, body, and soul. I'm going to take you from a gentle whisper to a roar. I'm Caitlin Kuhn, and you are Becoming a Lion.